0: Welcome back to season 2 episode 9 of the Dugout Discussion podcast. I'm Jack.
1: I'm Max. And I'm Noah. And the, the World Series is over and we're covering it a week after it ended. Um, <laughs> in case you've been you know you've been living under a rock, the the Dodgers beat the Rays in a pretty I thought it was a great series. I thought that was a just a great series overall. Uh, four games to mm-hmm. two. Um, de- definitely, you know, great series, very memorable too. Especially uh game, game four. Uh, yeah,
0: there's there's a lot of like oddities that happen throughout that series that you don't expect to happen in, on the grand stage of the World Series. Yeah,
1: I mean, we can like game four, right? There was the. It was a back-and-forth game. They scored a run in every single half inning, I think after the fourth inning or something. And then three errors. You can make an argument that there are three errors on one play, and the Dodgers lose the game.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that was that was one of the craziest World Series endings I've ever seen. The only one that I think that might be more nuts was, I think it was the 2011 World Series with the Cardinals and the Rangers. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was game six where mm-hmm. David Freeze hit a double over Nelson oh, Cruz's head in right yeah. field. Um, my details might be a little wrong because uh, it's a the money. Off memory, but um, that those two games are probably the most crazy endings to a World Series game I've seen mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Well, was, I... Uh,
1: I thought of uh, 2013, and this is the really the game that actually really got me into baseball. Um, Red Sox versus Cardinals World Series. Remember that mm-hmm. obstruction call at third base?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the that, Pejoria
1: play. Yeah, the Pejoria made a really great diving stop up the middle, threw home to get the runner, and then the catcher threw to third, and it went into left field. The runner tripped over the third baseman. And they yeah. called obstruction, and he won. That was crazy. I mean, that that's the game that really got me into like the deep, yeah, like the, the, really the, being more than just a casual baseball fan, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and that's
1: that's a game that I thought of, thought about after watching Game Four of this World Series. But honestly, Game Four of this World Series was just more, more yeah. in the moment, I guess.
2: Yeah, you know, and I got—I don't want to. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I guess that's exactly what I'm about to do. Uh, this, this series went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Actually. um, I said Dodgers and Six, which, mm-hmm. you know, isn't... It was the safest bet you could make, for sure. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, being super bold, but I also remember talking about how important the managerial decisions would be in the series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. And how I think that would determine who won, mm-hmm. and I mean you're right. <laughs> that's, that's what happened, and, and uh, I I mean I thought the Rays played a pretty competitive series. I don't think it was quite as close as people say it was, but I think mm-hmm. the Dodgers were clearly a more complete team, and clearly Kevin Cash wasn't set up to make the right calls in the elimination game in Game Six that they lost.
0: Yeah, Kevin Cash uh, pulled a Roberts, uh, in, what was it inning six or five, where he pulled out uh, starter Blake Snell, Seattle native, uh, even though he was, like, dealing and shouldn't have been pulled out. But you know what? It's, you know, you, how you manage your game. Definitely the most questionable
2: pitching change I've ever seen in my entire life. Hey. Um he pitched he pitched uh just to give you all a rundown, Blake Snell went five and a third innings, gave up two hits in one run with nine strikeouts. When he got pulled, he was under if I remember correctly, he 70, was under seventy, pitches, pitches. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um and immediately when Kevin Cash turns it over to Nick Anderson, gives up a gives up a run, uh, then he gets pulled and then you bring in another pitcher and Yeah. By that point point, the Dod the Dodgers are rolling. They have Mm -hmm. a loop, uh, and they never look back and they won they won the game.
0: Yeah. You can go okay. Um the thing we I think the narrative often is when momentum shifts happen is usually on the offensive side, but I think the Rays stopped their own momentum by taking Blake Snell out. They had a dude that was dealing pretty uh it, like remarkably throughout the night, gave up what was it, one run or something like that. And yeah I I mean I think if you just let him go, I mean we all agree that it probably would have end, ended it more in uh the ray's favor, but still like you kinda stopped everything that was going on, right? You just kinda came to a halt and then lent it to, to your bullpen. I just don't think it was the best decision. Here here's the, the common
1: factor for me is the number six mm. because, you know, you're in the sixth. Blake Snell is in the sixth inning of game six, and he's pitching. Uh, he gives up a base hit to the number nine hitter, Barnes. It's only mm-hmm. the second hit he's given up. The next three guys, Betts, Seager, and Turner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in that game previously, in game six, are 0 for 6 against him. With six mm-hmm. strikeouts, <laughs> wow! And and you look at you look at Mookie Betts in specific. The dude's got a he's he's awful. He was awful against lefties this year. He was awful mm-hmm. against lefties this year. He was much better against righties. So it, it it confuses me as to why you bring in Nick Anderson, who is a righty, and who's also given up runs in each of his last six games. Great point. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, maybe you could go to Diego Castillo if you're going to pull Snell, but the dude's pitching the game of his life. Mm-hmm. It made no sense to even pull him at all there,
2: and I was shocked. And to piggyback off that, it, not only you described exactly why it was a bad statistical decision to make that change, but also, you I mean, I understand this was a shortened season, but you still have this pitcher you've had, Pitching for the Rays for the last few years. He's been dominant. What he won the Cy Young in 2018 Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. You have to you need to show Respect and trust for your pitcher in the World Series. Yeah Really what Kevin cash told me with that pitching change was hey, I don't trust you Blake Snell. I trust Nick Anderson more than you. I trust I trust some know-it-all reliever who's yes We have a great bullpen but I think Kevin Cash really just thought his bullpen was better than it is. I think the bullpen wasn't even expecting to be used that early <laughs> in the game. I think Nick Anderson was a little thrown off. Like, why the hell am I pitching right now? Like, Blake Snell's got another two or three innings left in him. Uh, it was a really bad decision, and that's the decision that cost them the game. And yeah. I really don't like that after the game... Uh, yeah, the championship. I really don't like that. After the game, Kevin Cash said he would have made the same decision again. What? I think, yeah, if you watch his post game interview, uh, after losing, he was like, "Yeah, like I understand what happened, but I, based on what was happening in the game at that time, I wouldn't have made any any other decision." Like he stood but- by it, and I think that's, I think that's a stubborn and stupid. Yeah, be totally disrespectful to Blake Snell. Like, if yeah. you just saw how deflated he was after the game,
0: yeah. Because I mean, like, the, he was dealing. You know, the the man had like fire in his feet, and then you just take that away from him when he actually should be still pitching. It just doesn't add up.
1: And Blake Snell is a guy who has a personality, and I do think, obviously, he's never been in a situation like this before. I do. Part of me does wonder if if Snell is gonna. Kind of want out because he's not going to re-sign with them. They don't have the money for that, you know. True. Like well, this is Tampa Bay we're talking about. I don't, I don't think he's a
2: free agent yet, though. Is he?
1: I think isn't in, in a year. I think he's in two two years. I want to say, but still, that it's a lasting
0: know. impression, especially yeah. in a situation. Especially, where... with, yeah,
1: especially with Blake Snell. I mean, like well, you said, it, he looked really. I mean, in his um, in his uh postgame interviews he looked pretty professional he was like yeah what happened happened but man did you see him in the dugout he was fuming
0: yeah I, I mean can't believe they, they they talk about this kind of like besides the statistical point you know a lot of pitchers in these world series um uh, situations try to make a name for themselves right you know i am this guy that will dominate in this situation when you give me the ball you know it's not even like they gave blake snell a chance right like they let him go five and a third, but, you know, he didn't set it, uh, like, make a name for himself. He didn't get a, a chance to really show what he got, and, you know, he just took that away from him, and he cost the game, so, I mean, kind of negatives on all fields right now.
2: Yeah. Speaking of the Rays, and making a lasting impression, and making moves in the off season. I think the Rays are in a really good spot right now, moving forward, um, yeah, they don't have a ton of money, but now that they were in the World Series, uh, they were exposed for holes that they have in their lineup. They, mm-hmm. there's, definitely, like, there's there's guys that just weren't producing in the playoffs at all, and they need better hitters. And I think that makes this offseason a really exciting time for them. Mm-hmm. because Yeah. If they can lure in a big bat, um, I think Nelson Cruz is a free agent again. I don't know <laughs> if he would leave Minnesota.
0: But I mean he's I could, been hopping. I could see doing one year deals everywhere. I mean the man's been hopping literally from team to team ever since the Mariners. I, I, yeah, I don't.
2: I don't know how well he fits in uh the Ray, with the rays. Uh
0: mm-hmm. G Man
2: Choi. Um oh, true. First base situation and it would be it would be interesting to see what they do with that first base D H thing if they sign Cruz, but if I'm in the Tampa Bay front office I think you should go after Nelson Cruz. You need a power bat. Yeah. Um you're bringing back all the pitching you had this year. Mm-hmm. Counting on them to have the same success. Um if you can just get some big bats in the lineup that like that was the difference against the against the yeah. Dodgers. Like if they could score if if the Dodgers were able to score 5 runs, they were going to win the game.
0: Mhm.
1: Like, yeah. I mean Tampa Bay's Offense was really quiet the entire postseason. And I think that part of that is just a lot to do with ex- with inexperience. I mean, that's a very young, very young roster. And I think of Tampa Bay as kind of like a... They have a lot of seven-inning players, if that makes sense. Guys that'll be in the game for seven innings and then either shift a position or be pulled for someone else for a platoon hitter or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nelson Cruz is a nine-inning guy. He's going to be there for all nine innings. You're not going to want to, obviously pinch hit him for someone else because he's the best bet you got. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I do think that Nelson Cruz would be a really good addition to that team. Is, I, yeah. Is, if I'm a raised front office worker, I'm, I'm trying to get him a hundred percent.
0: We've talked about to, it in the past, but Nelson Cruz really just as good, better with age. It is actually crazy to just see how his numbers have literally stayed the same throughout his career. What was it? He hit like 40 home runs the last regular season or something like that. Yeah. Man, it's it's are, just
1: ridiculous. I mean, just,
2: and <laughs>
0: Look at it this way. If,
2: if Cruz starts to plateau next year and he starts to decline, mm-hmm. he's still the best home run hitter on the entire Tampa Bay offense. Easily. question. If he hits 30 home runs, he's still better than anybody else. Mm. Um, I, I do got to say I, I, I really did like the Rays, how they played the World Series. They played really hard. Yeah, uh, a, bunch a little
0: of too games, aggressive in some places.
2: bunch of gamers on that team. Um, They're playing to win. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Dodgers were just a better team. Like, that's just, like, the Dodgers were the best team in baseball this year, and they won the World Series.
0: Well, yeah, I think we should give some credit where credit's due. I think Max called it since, like, day one of that this was the only team to ever, or to make the most sense to win and has the right to win. I mean, they, they did exactly that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, if, if, if the series went the other way and the Raves won the World Series, I think you'd have some people scratching their heads. Like, mm. hmm, twenty twenty is this the year of the Asterix? Is this another Asterix World Championship here? Like, yeah. Seeing the Rays in the World Series was a little surprising. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. seeing them as the one seed was pretty surprising. Um, but yeah, I I do definitely think that the Dodgers are the one team that really deserves the uh, the championship in twenty twenty for numerous reasons. Yeah. Um, that being they had a they had. The one stolen from them by the Astros. And they've been close for several years. And this was just getting them over the hump. And I think it saved Dave Roberts' job.
0: True. And I think it also saved, like, uh, the social media front. Like, I, if I'm being honest, I was kind of tired of seeing, you know, Dodgers being in the conversation like they are. Like, oh, my God, they've need they they lost the World Series four times. Or they've been in the postseason so many times they still haven't won. It's finally over. I don't have to hear it yeah. anymore. They they got the dub. But this is the same thing for when um, well, who was it? Uh, the Nationals won, and I can't forget the other. I can't remember the, the other Cubs. They, yeah, the Cubs. I was like, thank Christ, it's over. I don't have to do this anymore. But you know, well deserved, regardless. And,
1: and yeah, I mean, you really you gotta feel really good for Clayton Kershaw.
0: Oh, a thousand percent. Those those pictures of him and just like the videos you saw from you know after the game. The man, literally, his whole career has been leading up to this point. I mean, and he didn't fall short in that game he pitched during the World Series, the second one. And uh, it was just kind of – it was nice to see. I'm not a Dodgers guy, but you know what? There's, there's some people that just deserve it, and I, I'm i glad he got his.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we saw Clayton Kershaw in game one go six innings, two hits, an earn run, a walk and eight strikeouts. Uh, mm-hmm. That definitely, like, I'm sure – that's really good for him and the Dodgers fan base. Like, if the Dodgers won and the and Kershaw had a shitty series, that that would have been. Oh been yeah, yeah. But now he he showed up, pitched really well. Um, and I don't
1: think you can happy for him. I, yeah, I think people might say like, "Oh yeah, Kershaw is going to choke in the playoffs." But the thing is, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. he won. In, and you can the, make the argument if you want, but it doesn't matter.
0: In, he won it. Another thing about Clayton Kershaw is that usually the resume to get in the Hall of Fame is you have to hit off all the statistical notes, but you also have to have a World Series win under your your belt to really solidify your, like, possibility to be in the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, he got it. there's, There's really no argument after this point that he shouldn't be in the Hall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that really wraps up the World Series. I mean... You want to mention the stealing home situation? <laughs> Manuel Marco tried to steal home off of Kershaw, and I, I honestly I thought he was
2: safe. I, I thought he was safe at first too. What game was that? Game five, I believe that so. Must have been game five because Kershaw yes. was pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was game five. Kershaw went five and two thirds, a couple he, rounds. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, a he tried, and that's one of the things. I remember I think we talked about it. That's one of the things where if you do it, you're a hero. If you don't,
0: everyone laughs at you. Yeah, you know, he was he was so close that I think it, it kind of cancels itself out. It was worth it. I mean, if you're that close, I mean, it. What what was the final score? Of World of Game Five. Four um,
1: two Dodgers. Four three. Four two. Mm. All right, Good. so the run technically didn't really matter anyway, but. All, all things considered, I mean, he went for it, and Margot went for it, and he was really freaking close. I mean, I saw it, and I was like, "He's safe. He's safe." Mm-hmm. But he then picked,
2: he picked the perfect opportunity to do that on. Kershaw was taking a while to to yeah, you know get the whole cool,
0: wind up or whatever, and he just took. The, off. Sorry, my bad. Oh, you're good. I was just gonna say that was like his best chance he was gonna get. You know, I saw those.
1: something. Back in twenty seventeen too, about a uh, guy in the Astros. I don't remember who, but he tried to steal home too, off of Kershaw, and Kershaw got him.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I
2: saw that. I saw something about that too.
1: But yeah, that that wraps up the. I mean, I guess Corey Seager won the World Series MVP. Um, well, he deserved. actually had he had really good numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of slept over, I guess. More people looked at Rosa Reina, but. Yeah, well deserved. Really, just congrats to the Dodgers. I mean, they yeah. got cheated twice, and in a weird year, they win it. And yeah, like we like we said, you know, we would give an asterisk to everyone except for really the Dodgers because they they do. I do think they deserve it more than other teams, and mm-hmm. they got it. So if that wraps up the World Series, um, moving on to off season stuff, uh, Steve Cohen. A billionaire. Yeah. Multi billionaire
2: buys the Mets officially. Mm-hmm. How like do we talk, how do we feel about this? Before we even get into that, I feel like we've been talking about the Mets, maybe getting bought, maybe not getting bought since we started the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's finally yeah. happened.
2: And I think Mets fans are rejoicing over this.
0: Yeah. What was the who was the they, they were owned by the twins? Or not the twins, but the like WBO. a
1: Will Will Ponds? Yeah, there you go. Some of the cheapest owners in MLB history. Sports. Yeah. I'm not just saying that. Like that, they literally were. They're a New York team. They didn't spend money. Um. Yeah i I'd be pretty happy if I was a Mets fan. I still, I my first thought was, okay, well, if you buy a new, if you get a new uh, owner, good, but that doesn't heal your players. Mm-hmm. You know. All those Mets players still get hurt like every other week. They're like the angels of the National League. Yeah, they disappoint <laughs> us every year. Such a good analogy. <laughs> they disappoint us and they get hurt every year. Um, but I do think that this, you know, spending a little more
2: money, I do think we should probably keep a little more tabs on the Mets.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, especially yeah. for the next few years. The Mets are actually an interesting team to watch this offseason and going into next year, like Robinson Cano had like a career caliber year. Uh, I don't have any of his stats pulled up, but he had a phenomenal season. Definitely like a top five second baseman in baseball in 2020. Um, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. His stats, very quiet stats. Very quietly, but he was great. In 171 at-bats, he
1: had 54 hits, 10 homers, 316 batting average, 30 runs batted in, OPS of 900.
0: Talk about a quiet, great year. God damn. Yeah, like, he, had, he had a
2: everyone- pretty insane year. And, and he and he's 38. He's 38 and uh I really hope that the DH stays in the National League. It's not looking like it does. I saw a report that yeah, it's looking like it's going to be disbanded. Um nothing official yet, but I that I would really like to see him DH again for the Mets next year. I think that'd be really cool. Mhm. I think it's
1: I th- I thought the uh I really, I like the DH rule, and I don't see why it's being pulled, but whatever.
0: Yeah, for, it's actually kind of interesting that it is being pulled, considering they've, or the MLB has been pushing for a lot of these, like, rule changes, but they don't go with the one that kind of seems to make the most sense. Well, Rob Manfred, I have a few things to say about Rob Manfred. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, well, first, let's start with your point, Jack. (laughs) there's some really weird rule changes that they do or don't make like the DH rule. Mm -hmm. And then there's the freaking. did you guys see the, his post game for the world series when he was talking on stage with the world series? Oh man. He looked like he was struggling. It sounded like (laughs) having a stroke. He literally did. (laughs) And then same thing when he was giving the MVP award to Corey Seager, he he like couldn't get through his thought. Like he was having a senior moment. Like, Every two seconds, like, don't want to get political, but he sounded like Joe Biden. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, no, no, you're right, and and I, I think, man, I think it was a, I think so. I saw something. He had like the earpiece in, and he was hearing himself talk or something. But I, I I'd like to believe that the dude is just losing it, so that way we can just get a new commissioner because yeah, and this guy's a, this guy's a, to quote Max from episode one a year and a half ago. This guy's a goon.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, um
0: I'll, I'll get that
2: on a poster shit. <laughs> I don't like Rob Manfred at all.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's a question. Now that the playoffs are over, what do we think of the
0: expanded playoffs? Yes. It I mean, I don't think yeah. it adds anything. <laughs> it just it gave it gave shitty teams a chance to perform and then they, you know, that's it, and then they get kicked to the curb by the monsters that are on the other on the opposing side.
2: That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I think uh, I'd like to see the playoff format go back to how it was. I, I because we also saw some weird stuff. We saw true. a lot of playoff records being mm-hmm. broken. Um, I wish I came more prepared. I don't know which ones were broken. I know uh, Rosarena like hits and home runs. That, that's a secret true. for RBIs, I think. That's what I was thinking of and I and I'm thinking to myself like whoa these records are really cool to be broken but you're playing in a full extra series like no wonder they're getting broken Yeah I know and now, and now if the playoffs were to go back to how they used to be it's going to be all weird with the records and stuff you know I mean I'm mm-hmm. really not one to care about records I don't think records really matter <laughs> to be honest with you um because at the end of the day a arena breaking the record for home runs or hits or whatever the hell it was didn't win in the world series. So don't mean a thing about playing. Yeah. Records are kind of pointless. If you ask me, however, I would like to see the playoffs go back to their original format. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I I think, um,
1: the only thing I would want to change is, you know, make it four teams, each league or three, three division winners right mm-hmm. west central east and then for the wild card have the wild card game be a three game series i'm fine
0: with that because i think i think that makes a little more sense but i do think it loses the whole point of the wild card feeling you know when i see the wild card game it, it, it's exciting because it is one game it, it's really just like putting all your chips on one plate and banking on your team with like a with winning two games, yeah, it, you could say it's that feeling is still there, but I think you you, you lose a little bit yeah,
1: and i, I actually I, I do I do agree with that, and I do think mm-hmm. game like i you know I wasn't really rooting for any team in this in this year's playoffs, but like I remember watching uh the oh man the the Blue Jays and the Rays. Game one, the the Rays just dominated them, and I was thinking, what's the point of having two games? I mean, the, the Jays are not going to win this one, and mm-hmm. yeah, I I okay, I I do I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I like the one game thing because remember yeah. Madison Bumgarner a few years ago in the wild card game? It's just just that twenty fourteen postseason in general. We'll I do
2: like that. I, like that. I like that garner like the most clutch postseason hitter or pitcher. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's actually such a good hitter, though. I mean, you could probably make that statement in some, like, obscure statistic. Best pitcher hitter.
2: That's, that's I valid. I seeing him opening yeah, I, day I of... Bet. I think it was 2018. He hit mm-hmm. three home runs against the Diamondbacks.
0: Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so I was not know
2: if remember that, but that was absolutely insane.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but, yeah. Um AJ Hinch is back in baseball.
1: Ugh. he was hired by the Tigers to be their no. manager.
2: <laughs> and, uh, good for him, I guess. I, I think he is just as accountable for cheating as the rest of the Astros.
0: Yeah, a thousand percent.
1: Um My initial reaction when I thought th- of this was oh he's playing he's gonna manage the Tigers. That's one way to give him a lifetime postseason ban.
0: Yeah yeah, right, like it is a punishment to be the manager of the tigers, but in the same sense it's also like you shouldn't be in baseball anymore.
2: No, but I guess
0: he's, I I I, don't I
2: guess like he's it. I guess he's not straying too far from being a cheetah going to the- oh. <laughs> 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 <Hey>. <laughs> Tiger's
1: not that far off <laughs> from a cheetah <laughs>
0: All right, cool. We uh, just end the podcast here, right? We don't make another enough- episode <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Drop the mic yeah. and leave. No,
1: but I, 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 I fucking hate that. I mean, I, I, I hate the guy. He was one of the key people in the cheating scandal, or he, really, he was one of the people that could have stopped it. He, he could have stopped it if he wanted to, but he didn't. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't like that. But and you know.
0: He um, he blatantly lied in front of national TV. He was like, "Do the investigation. You'll find nothing. There will be nothing you'll find in the Astros organization. We're a clean team." And I mean, the investigation happened, and they got caught for cheating. So I mean, like, what what what, what you doing there, champ?
1: Yeah, and I think this opens the gate for uh, Alex Cora to be
2: re-signed by the Red Sox. Oh, true. Yeah, and I and I was re. We've talked about this. The Red Sox. I've heard that the Red Sox want to bring him back.
1: Yeah, which is a bit of a scummy scummy thing to do,
2: but, you know. You know staying on track with the Astros, this is a little bit of an older tweet. This was tweeted uh, on October 26th, so about a week ago, um, by Patrick Creighton. And it said, uh, Bad Astros rumors. Hearing George Springer does not want to return to the Astros, owner had oh. said... Before season, re-signing him was a top priority, but nothing ever materialized. Uh, that would be a huge loss for Houston, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Losing him, uh, it, it would be George Springer to the Rays would make a lot of sense to me.
0: That's actually I think such a good good concept. I think That's he'd be really bad. expensive
2: for them. I think it would be expensive too, but I think the Rays can afford one big player. Like yeah. they have the lowest. Yes. Like they're definitely money ball, but they have the lowest payroll, so they definitely mm-hmm. have money to spend. It's not like the Rays have no money. They're a major league baseball team. It's not like they have twelve bucks in their wallet. Yeah, yeah.
0: and I honestly, I think they could probably afford George Springer, and then. I know it might be a stretch, but I mean, Nelson Cruz has really only been signing one year deals, right? I bet they could probably swing something with him. Assuming they do go after these players. I, I, I could see them having enough in the bank to make a proper deal there. I could see Springer going to the Mets. I, well, I don't know what you're smoking, bro, but I <laughs> no
1: no me. No, it's because of the, the new owner. He's not afraid of spending money. True. And well, that's what Mets fans have been saying. And,
0: Mets fans say a lot,
1: yeah. That's the thing. Mets fans do say a lot, so I don't know. I uh, yeah, I I I am saying like I was not surprised when I saw that tweet because I would be pretty surprised if Springer stayed in Houston anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think it's that probably is the best bat on the free agent market. Um. We're going to have to see what happens. That could be interesting cuz I think he he was he was okay this year. Um mm-hmm. and th- this year obviously he is this is the type of player that he is, you know, because he's not using trash cans. So yeah. we're going to have to see. I, I think I could see him getting like 15 million a year. Yeah, um I think so. 20. But it's going to be interesting to watch. Going to have to keep a tab on him.
0: Well, I mean, the, the whole, I mean, the scandal's out. I bet if uh, he'd probably keep it straight with whatever team was after him or gave him an offer, they'd probably ask him, like, yo, like, you know, give us the actual deal with you and your hitting ability. And Obviously, he's going to probably be only positive there, but I think I think he has a good case for getting a decent contract.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, I do think he's going to get paid. paid. Yeah. He's definitely going to get paid.
0: What's uh, paid. Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, declined his option with the uh, with the Reds, and uh, free agent,
1: right? That's that's not a super that's not a super big surprise to me. Not um, at all. I was surp- I was a little like whoa at first, but I was like yeah, there was never really any doubt because it's a one year nineteen million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to make a lot more than nineteen million a year. I'm thinking like twenty five, twenty six million a year, especially after this season. And, yeah, he's going to, I mean, th- this this guy's going to get a lot of money. And it's interesting because Bauer carries a lot of controversy around him. You know, he likes yeah, to stir true. up
0: trouble. He, he's, uh, he's, out, more outsp- he's the most outspoken baseball player that we've seen in yeah. history. <laughs>
1: Without a doubt. And so, yeah, the deals with qualifying offers, any club that signs Bauer will now take a hit in next year's draft. Draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a ton about that stuff, but I know.
2: Yeah, so the way the way qualifying offers work is if the mm-hmm. player declines to follow the qualifying offer, and doesn't return the team because Trevor Bauer could still sign back with the Reds, mm-hmm. then whichever team he signs with is uh has to give up a draft pick to the Reds. Oh. Um, the way that works, the way it, the why the reason why it works this way is because you. The league looks at it as the Reds are losing so much in the offseason that they should get something back for losing such a coveted free agent. Uh, The same thing. That's why it's 19 million. It works the same way in the NFL. I think it might work the same way in the NBA, too. Um, But staying on the Trevor Bauer topic, it's going to be really interesting to see where he ends up and how much money he gets because people talk about him. He gets hype like a like a consistent Cy Young candidate, but he's really not a consistent Cy Young candidate. He's been a really good pitcher. He's put up some really good numbers here and there over the past several years, but um, the last time he posted a sub-3 ERA, with the exception of this year, 2020, was back in 2018, where he had a 2.2 ERA um, pitched in 28 games and. How many strikeouts did he have? He had. He had hang on, give me a second here. His career he's been he's been pitching for such a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: I I will say, while you're trying to find the number, I will say there are two teams that I think Trevor Bauer will not sign with. Mm-hmm. I don't think Trevor Bauer is going to sign with the Yankees. No,
0: that's not his team.
1: And I don't I cannot I'm willing to bet a car that he will not sign with the Houston Astros.
0: Yeah, I'll bet my firstborn child that he doesn't sign with the Astros.
1: <laughs> that's just that's that's not happening. And I know he's got beef with Garrett Cole too apparently, so I know he yeah. wouldn't sign with the Yankees. I w- I could see him
0: go to the Dodgers. I could. I, do, I don't know what their price range is. I know they spend bank, but what do they have left yeah. if they can afford that? I don't know. A team that I could see him going to is uh, I would be pleasantly happy to see at least would be the Padres.
2: I think yeah, the White Sox
0: are going to make a push for him. That's a good. That's a good call. Yeah, that's, too. A, that's a good call.
1: The White Sox have his friend uh, Clevenger, Mike Clevenger. I thought the Padres um, have no, the Padres have Clevenger. Sorry, the the Padres have Clevenger. So I I could see him to San Diego being a legitimate case. Um Yeah, I I also think the White Sox can make a push. That wouldn't surprise me. I we might see the Angels try to make a move cuz they need pitching. Uh, yeah,
0: he's <laughs> he's going to
1: go to he's going to go to Anaheim and blow out his elbow, get Tommy John.
0: Watch uh, the, the thing the thing is, we're making the smart conversation right now. We're talking about what the Angels need, but the Angels don't listen to themselves. They won't even think about going for Broward. Yeah,
1: the Angels are going to sign fucking George Springer.
0: Well, exactly. <laughs> They're also in a pursuit for a new general manager right
2: now. Oh, oh you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really going to be the first uh, domino to fall in their office <sighs> stance is churning of the front office.
0: Excuse me if I'm wrong, but isn't the answer to the Angels currently selling Trout, or am I wrong on that? I, I, I've I been saying that for
1: years, kind of just because I want him out of the division because I'm a Mariner fan. But but also, I mean, the guy is setting himself up for failure. He set himself up for failure by signing that contract. You can yeah. make the argument that the Angels are wasting Trout's career. It Trout's wasting his career because he signed that extension. That was a stupid thing to do. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I mean, why would you play for a team with no clear direction?
0: Yeah, for, and especially like, for, like, years? for, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but for, like, a $10 million difference, the man is making $400 mil. if I'm not mistaken. What is 10 million at that point? You know, $10 million is worth, like, the equivalent of, like, a World Series win in my book. So, like, I'd take that difference.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of Angels pitching, the Griffin Canning... When the gold glove, the gold glovers were announced. you want me to read off every uh, position for you guys and you can react to it? Yeah, Yeah,
0: sure.
2: Just because I know you're going to be very excited about two of the
1: winners. Yeah, exactly.
0: So,
2: so,
1: okay, so we'll start off in the NL. So, Max Fried won it for the Braves as pitcher. Uh, Tucker Barnhart won it as catcher for the Reds. At first base, we have Anthony Rizzo. Uh, He's there every year, I swear. At Uh, second base, Colton Wong. He's there every year, too. True. Uh, Third base, Nolan Arenado. Makes sense. And Javier Baez. Yeah, and Javier Baez at short. Um, In left field, we have Tyler O'Neill, former Mariner prospect. Center field, we have Trent Grisham over Cody Bellinger. Hey, man. Big big controversial, but, I mean, I remember watching Grisham play a bit. He, he, He can really get them. Uh, Not like two years ago, though. Yeah. (laughs) And in in right field, we have Mookie Betts, which is Mookie Betts should probably win the Platinum Glove if you ask me. I mean, he's just he's crazy. True. Um, pitcher pitching. Okay, uh, American League. The pitcher was Griffin Canning. uh, Roberto Perez Mm -hmm. uh, used to be Trevor Bauer's personal catcher. Evan White won it. I was hey, hey, no surprised just, there. If Evan same. White, the best defensive first baseman in baseball, I and it's you, not close. I think you can make an argument that Evan White is a top five defensive player in baseball.
0: That's yeah, a hot ten. take. I, you really I, I, win, that's, but, that's the mariner coming out of you guys.
2: <laughs> no, but if you if you look up Evan White highlights, the highlights, highlights. The highlights speak for themselves. He's yeah, literally he's, a human highlight reel. On,
1: high on, high on high, the, on I'm looking
0: it up after this.
1: Okay, Caesar Hernandez won it at second base.
0: Don't know who that is.
1: <laughs> Isaiah, wait till you hear this one. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa won it at third base.
0: Are you talking like Korean
1: league or <laughs> nah, third base for the, for the Rangers? J.P. Crawford won it at short. Hey, my boy. Alex Gordon won it in left field. That that's that's a good. That's that's yeah. Good. Seattle native as well. Uh, and he uh, yeah, he's retired now. Yeah, he's retired. This is last year. Luis Robert won it in center. I think Kalu deserves rookie of the year, but I do think Robert deserves a gold glove. Mm-hmm. Won it over Mike Trout, too. And Joey Gallo won it for the Rangers in right field. What? Yeah, apparently he's good at defense. I. I, I yeah, I don't know about that one. So. <laughs> I know he's got the arm, but that's it. Um, I think, how about we go over the award finalists and then we end off the episode Sounds so good. manager of the year finalists uh, for the American League we have Kevin Cash, Charlie Montoyo and Rick Renteria I I don't see how you can't give it to Cash even though he screwed up in the World Series It's about,
2: okay it's manager it's manager of the year it's a, it's an award that every manager can compete for that's played in their regular season so, yeah. yeah so you got to give it to Cash Specific award it does say something about postseason However, Kevin Cash was clearly the best manager yeah, this year. Doubt.
0: Did it with 10 bucks.
2: Yeah. That and in the American League East, where he was competing very heavily with the Yankees. The Yankees and- oh, yeah. That's and actually such a great point. Blue Jays are, the Blue Jays are no joke. Like they're, they're on the up-and-coming. Sure. The Orioles were looking like a contender for a little while, as surprising as that is. So, um, so
1: in the NL, we have Don Mattingly. David Ross, and Jace Tingler. You got to give it to Mattingly. You have to.
2: Got to give it to Mattingly uh, for getting them to the postseason. That alone uh, wins him that award, I think.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Rookie of the Year finalists for the American League, we have Christian Javier, Kyle Lewis, and Luis Robert. Is Lewis all around? I'm not even going to hear an argument otherwise. Not
0: It's literally not biased in this situation with you guys. It actually is Kyle Lewis. I don't see how you could make an uh, angle yeah. for Lewis Robert. I think Robert on paper should have won it, but he just didn't. So, yeah. Kyle Lewis then, definitely won.
1: For the NL, Alec Baum, Jake Cronenworth, and Devin Williams.
0: Cronenworth, right? Yeah
1: is
2: the only one of those rookies I've heard of. So,
1: well, Devin Devin Williams. I remember talking about this guy a couple episodes ago. Devin Williams was uh, is a relief pitcher for the Milwaukee oh. Brewers, and yeah. he's he went in uh, twenty two games. He went four and one with a o three three ERA. Ridiculous. That's twenty fifty three strikeouts in twenty seven innings. I sum- I'm still going to give it to Worth though. Yeah, that dude's crazy. Um. Cy Young should be very easy. Um, yeah. AL, the finalists are sh- Shane Bieber, Kenta Maeda, and Hyunjin Ryu. This is Shane Bieber. It, it's there's no there's no argument. He it's got sh- shelled in the playoffs, but there's a regular season award. And NL, Trevor Bauer, Yu Darvish, and Jacob DeGrom.
0: This is Trevor Bauer. DeGrom got up there. Oh, yeah, I, I got the mix up with Noah Syndergaard real quick. I was like, what? Yeah.
1: um, and then for the MVP awards, um. Al, we have Jose Abreu, DJ LeMahieu, and Jose Ramirez. Uh,
0: isn't it? Did we talk about this? I think Abreu should win it, right?
1: Yeah, I, I do think Abreu should win it. I think he, he had a really good year. Um, did did pretty good, and Ramirez did good, but Jose Abreu deserves it because he's been he's been with that team for so long, and he finally just had that season. Um, and in the NL, it's this is actually pretty. This could be a good argument. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and
0: Manny Machado. It's personally, I believe it should be Freddie Freeman. I don't know about you guys.
1: I I'm I'm looking at their stats right now. I'm probably gonna give it to Freddie Freeman too. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. giving it to Freddie Freeman. Two point okay. nine war, three forty batting average. Yeah, Freddie Freeman deserves it in my eyes.
2: Yeah, it was he had a really insane year. He was hitting dingers the mm-hmm. entire season. I watched yeah. that. I watched a few Braves games down the stretch of their regular season, and he was just on fire. It just looked like when he was at the plate, he knew what pitch was coming, and he was destroying it.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I don't know if – obviously, we we just talked about how it's a regular season award, and it should only be, but uh, those three guys were in the uh, postseason. And yeah. I think if you were to ex- even have that as a discussion, Freddie Freeman showed out uh, by far more than the other two. But, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, Betts did a pretty good job, but yeah, you got to give it to Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that wraps up the episode. Unless you guys got anything else.
0: I actually had one question, just in general. Do you think we will see Felix Hernandez pitch next year? I forgot that he he opted out of playing because of COVID, and obviously that's his right too. But I, do you think he do you think he's got it in him? Does he got a year? It's a
2: very interesting question. I think we I think we see him um i just just from seeing like what he said about pitching and how long he wants to pitch i definitely see him wanting to play it's just a matter of if any team is going to take a chance
0: on him mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I believe he's still in the braves organization right now but uh i just I don't, it honestly just came to my head just now so <laughs> i think we're gonna see him
1: i want to i love the guy anyway if you like this episode, you can follow us on Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Dugout Discussion. You can subscribe to our YouTube. You can follow me on Instagram
0: at Noah Koffler. Uh Matt, you, our, you can follow me at J on IG. And we'll see you whenever
1: we. Hopefully, we'll see you after a big free agent signing uh, in a couple, couple in a week or so for episode ten.